0: Now is the right time to begin the discussion about the individual drugs, that is the beta blockers. And in today's episode, we are going to cover the non-selective beta blockers. And amongst them, you all know the prototype drug is propranolol. Welcome all to this Pharmacology Difficult Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Radhika Vijay, MBBS MD, Pharmacology. And this is the audio hub to get the best simplified basic tips, strategies, methods and ideas to learn better, to understand better, and to make your concepts crystal clear. If you really find and if there's a question hovering in your minds, is pharmacology difficult? Lend your ears for a while and let in the magic of knowledge. To begin with, we have the prototype drug propranolol. Now, Proprenolol, as you all know, it acts both on beta 1 and beta 2 receptors with equal affinity but it has a lower affinity for the beta 3 receptors now it is administered orally that it's then the absorption of this drug is of very high level because it's highly lipophilic the bioavailability of proprenolol is around 25% and this bioavailability can be enhanced when the drug is taken with the food and if the drug is administered for a longer duration of time, that is chronically. It has been observed that generally when the dose of the propranolol is increased, the hepatic extraction is decreased. Propranolol exhibits a very high level of plasma protein binding. The metabolism is up to a great extent and the metabolites so formed. They undergo urinary excretion. Now, proprinolol has a great tendency to easily enter the brain and the central nervous system. The hepatic blood circulation and the hepatic pathologies, they actually determine the clearance of this wonderful drug. There are available many sustained release formulations, which are very commonly in vogue. You might be wondering, what are the uses of these drugs? Well, propranolol uses, they are many fold. First and foremost, I should make it very clear, it's a very common therapy to be used in hypertension and angina. Now, the therapy of propranol in hypertension is begun with actually a low dose and then it is slowly scaled upwards. Now, it is always preferred to monitor the blood pressure while administering this drug for the therapy of hypertension. The uses of propranolol they are also indicated in almost fatal arrhythmias. The blood pressure is again carefully monitored throughout the drug administration. And second dose of the drug is generally given when the response is not up to the mark. If there is superimposed bradycardia, that is actually combated by concomitant administration of atropine these were the important features of the drug propranolol. next the descriptions are all about the drug timolol now timolol is another non-selective beta blocker it's used in hypertension congestive heart failure myocardial infarction it also finds uses in prophylaxis of migraine Generally, there are no characteristics of intrinsic sympathomimetic activity or membrane stabilizing properties seen along with the use of timolol. The drug timolol finds extensive use in the treatment of open angle glaucoma, which is an ophthalmic condition the beta receptors which are found on the ciliary epithelium they are blocked and the production of the aqueous humor is reduced there is generally seen a high level of absorption from the gut of the drug timolol now the drug timolol is an ocular drug and it's actually seen to be associated with systemic absorption and that is responsible for the worsening of Congestive heart failure and asthma if they are also accompanied pathologies in the subject who's taking the drug These are kind of adverse drug reactions one can see next. Let's talk about the drug interactions The drug interactions they are ought to deserve a mention here Enhanced beta blockade of timolol is observed with the concomitant administration of the drug cymetidine Consequently, what happens, the heart rate and the intraocular pressure, they are decreased. As far as the combination therapies with the other drugs are concerned, ophthalmologically useful combinations, they are with dorsolamide or travoprost. Certain positive results of tamalol is also observed in the coronary artery disease. According to the few researchers that have been done on this particular drug, the mortality rate in the infarction patients is generally found to be lowered down with the use of this drug. But that clinical application is not much evident. That's a good description all about timolol Coming over to our next drug, that is non-selective beta blocker we have in our list, Nadolol. Nadolol is a long-acting drug. It has a long half-life. The good to mention uses are in hypertension and angina, and certain positive results there are also seen in the tremors related to Parkinsonism, and up to a certain level, the use is also appreciable in the migraine profile laxus. Again, like other drugs, it does not possess any kind of intrinsic sympathomimetic activity or membrane-stabilizing property it's not a lipophilic drug the cns concentrations they are not much effective the bioavailability is more than 30 to 40 percent and if the patients they are having kidney damage or failure the dose of the nadolol should be reduced in such patients because if it's not reduced then there may be propensity of accumulation of nadolol in the kidney Nadolol is again highly water-soluble drug its gut absorption is not complete and the drug is largely excreted in urine That's a short description about Nadolol coming over to our last drug of the day that is Pindolol Now in contrast to all of the drugs that I have described just now like proprinolol, timolol, Nadolol What is so special about Pindolol? Well, pindolol is actually described as a non-selective beta blocker, which possesses intrinsic sympathomimetic activity. Good to mention enough. The membrane stabilizing property and the lipid solubility—they are actually inadequate. But what can you imagine the use of this drug? Well, the uses—they are restricted to angina and hypertension. And what is the use of the intrinsic sympathomimetic activity? Any guesses around here? Well, it's extensively employed in the patients of bradycardia or the patients having low cardiac reserve. 50% or more drug is actually metabolized in liver and rest of the drug is excreted in urine. Again, I want to mention here, if the subjects taking the drug, they are having kidney damage or kidney failure, then the clearance of the drug is adversely affected. So that was a good enough description of all the non-selective beta blocker drugs, namely propranolol, nadolol, timolol, and pindolol. In the next episode, we'll be definitely talking about the selective and the special beta blocker agents. For all the updates and latest episodes of my podcast, please visit www.spharmacologydifficult.com where you can also sign up for a free monthly e-newsletter of mine. It actually contains a lot of updates about medical sciences, drug information updates, and my podcast updates also. You can follow me on different social media handles like Twitter, Insta, Facebook, and LinkedIn. They all are with the same name, is Pharmacology Difficult. If you're listening for the first time, do subscribe and follow whatever platform you are consuming this episode. Stay tuned. Do rate and review on iTunes Apple Podcast. Stay safe. Stay happy. Stay enlightened. Thank you.